We're picking up on our reading of Jim Keith's Saucers of the Illuminati. We left off with Chapter 3, The Mind Controllers, and now we're picking up on Chapter 4, Infiltration. Although, the forces that appear to dominate UFO research seem to prefer that everyone maintain a gasha, aliens are among us, approach that beyond disinformational purposes also serves in marketing to the slack-jawed yokels with underbites, there seem to be certain forces afoot today other than just gray aliens. Although, thus far, we are only able to evaluate circumstantial evidence of UFOs being connected to human occupants rather than alien and the military, there are a number of accounts of the military attempting to infiltrate public UFO research organizations, apparently in an attempt to monitor and disinform the field, and to delude the public at large on the subject of UFOs. On a number of occasions, the UFO field has been infiltrated by military intelligence personnel, and well-known UFO researchers, quote-unquote, possibly even the majority of the prominent ones, have loyalties that seem not to reside with the UFO research community or with the truth. In the early 1950s, H. Marshall Caldwell, then acting as Assistant Director for Scientific Intelligence for the CIA, penned the following memo to CIA Director Walter Smith. Caldwell wrote, quote, With the worldwide sightings reported, it was found that, up to the time of the investigation, there had been in the Soviet press no report or comment even satirical on flying saucers, though Gomyoko had made one humorous mention of the subject. With a state-controlled press, this could result only from an official policy decision. The question, therefore, arises as to whether or not these sightings, one, could be controlled, two, could be predicted, and three, could be used from a psychological warfare point of view, either offensively or defensively. The public concerns with the phenomenon, which is reflected both in the U.S. press and in the pressure of inquiry upon the Air Force, indicates that a fair proportion of our population is mentally conditioned to the acceptance of the incredible. In this fact lies the potential for the touching off of mass hysteria and panic. A study should be instituted to determine what, if any, utilization could be made of these phenomenon by U.S. psychological warfare planners, unquote. In the book, Clear Intent, authors Fawcett and Greenwood detail the destruction of the Early Civilization UFO Investigative Group. The National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomenon, NICAP, by government intelligence agents. They cite the involvement in the group of Nichols de Roquefort, member of the Psychological Warfare Staff of the CIA, Vice Admiral Roscoe Hillencoter, a director of the CIA, and Bernard J.O. Carvalho, another apparent CIA asset. 
They described the removal of Donald Kehoe as NICAP's director in 1969 and point to the actions of chairman of the board, Colonel Joseph Bryan, former chief of the CIA's psychological warfare staff, as being instrumental in Kehoe's ouster. They also note that John Acoff, the head of the Society of Photographic Scientists and Engineers connected to the Defense Department intelligence units in CIA, was the man who replaced Kehoe. ACUP seems to have defanged NICAP as far as the government was concerned, turning it into a sightings collection group without a trace of its earlier governmentally critical policy, an approach that eventually drove the organization out of business. Acuff was replaced by Alan Hall, retired from the CIA, with the group eventually being dissolved. Further investigation of government manipulation of UFO researchers must include a mention of William Moore, the co-author of the Philadelphia Experiment and the Roswell Incident, as well as editor, until recently, of Far Out Magazine, published by Larry Flint of Hustler fame. Moore, who continues to be a medium-weight pop star of the UFO research field for reasons which remain unclear to me, admitted at the 1989 MUFON Symposium that he had functioned as an agent for members of the U.S. military, reporting on at least one UFO group and involved individuals in exchange for leaked, quote-unquote, allegedly secret government documents about UFOs. To me, this is astounding. The only reason I can imagine that Moore might betray his own activities in this way is that he feared someone else was going to out him as working with the government, and he was attempting damage control by his voluntary admission. Other information on Moore involves the matter of UFO researcher Paul Benowitz. Benowitz, a self-employed electronics expert, believed that he had discovered alien technology in action at Kirtland Air Force Base in New Mexico and contacted the military in an attempt to alert them. Benowitz was apparently fed a series of documents outlining military collaboration with aliens and other matters that are currently the stock and trade of the, quote, aliens are among us and polluting our vital bodily fluids, unquote, end of the UFO research spectrum. According to Moore, Benowitz was the subject of considerable interest on the part of not one, but several government agencies, and I discovered they were actively trying to defuse him by pumping as much disinformation through him as he could possibly absorb. Moore admits that he knew Benowitz was being disinformed by the government, with evidence suggesting Special Agent Richard Doty was at least partially responsible but according to his own admission, he took no action to disabuse Benowitz of the lies that Moore says were gradually driving him crazy. Benowitz got to the point where he believed that aliens were invading his house and poisoning him. 
he gradually broke down from the disinformational and perhaps other attacks until he was put into a psychiatric hospital. Sergeant Richard Doty, one of Moore's contacts who was involved in the Benowitz matter, was a special agent with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations at Kirtland Air Force Base in Albuquerque, New Mexico. During the course of his employment with AFOSI, he invited Linda Moulton Howe, a well-known investigator of cattle mutilations who, oddly, never seems to bring up the government connection to visit him at Kirkland. Once Howe had arrived at the Air Force Base, Doty showed her alleged secret documents that seemed to reveal information on crashed alien vehicles and their occupants, according to Howe. These pages contained a summary of this government's retrieval of crash discs, discs and alien bodies, including a live alien from a crash near Roswell in 1949. The paper said that this extraterrestrial had been taken to Los Alamos National Laboratory, where it had been kept until it died of unknown causes on June 18, 1952. Then the paper surmised some of the information had been learned from this distinctly alien life form about our planet and its civilization's involvement with this planet. One of the paragraphs said, All questions and mysteries about the evolution of Homo sapiens on this planet have been answered, and this project is closed. Further, it stated in the paper that these gray extraterrestrials have been personally involved in the genetic manipulation of already evolving primates on this planet, suggesting that Cro-Magnon was the result of genetic manipulation by the gray extraterrestrials, unquote. Another meeting was arranged between Captain Robert Collins, Howe, and John Lear, the UFO expert and former employee of the CIA. Lear is the man who has done more than anyone, including Bill Cooper, to convince the public that aliens are among us, living in huge underground bases, and collaborating with the government to put us all in the vat-prepared soup. Collins furnished Lear and Howe with more alleged secret documents on the aliens, and mentioned to her that he had worked with William Moore for years. It also is within the sphere of William Moore's influence that the bogus MJ-12 paper, a faked 1947 presidential briefing document on crashed saucers, surfaced. That is the end of chapter four. Chapter five is called MJ-12, and we will pick up on that in the next one.